Truckalo Sharks podcast. Ryan Peiple, Gregory Wood coming at you. Peiple? Rick Roll, baby. You believe they were trying to Rick Roll on us, dude? Rick Roll. <laughs> oh, man. That's a classic song. Oh, I can't believe Well, boys and girls, we're here. We're through 12 weeks. Yes. Can you believe it? I can't. Uh, Another win for me? It's almost here, dude. Huh? Playoffs are almost here, baby. Yes, they are. We now officially have one more week, <laughs> and the hunt is on. Oh, yeah. There's some that are eliminated, some that have clinched, but there's a grouping there. There's a, there's a solid grouping there that can s- still make a move, if yes, you will. Yes, yes. But what is going on? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on here for a second. I told you that you were suspended, so hand those headsets over and give me that fine, comfortable seat of yours. I'm out. Ah, uh, yes. This is what happens when you get into legal troubles, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the law comes for you. Freshly, Scott Fazekas off his bar exam. Yes, yes, I'm a uh, pleasure to uh, be here with you, and uh, so glad to finally get him out of his seat. <laughs> I guess in, I could say this is more like the bald and not-so-beautiful show, but... Uh, <laughs> the hairy show, if yeah, you will. <laughs> go there, so... Yes, yes, yes. So as I was saying, we are now through 12 weeks, dude, and it, this is it. This is the final playoff push. Um, dude, th- this is it. And it's coming down to actually you, JW, and the Daiquiri Man for that final spot. Well, uh, before we get into our review, I want to congratulate you on breaking another one of my records. Ah, yes. So you have taken down my single season points, not including the playoffs, mm-hmm. but just during the single season. So... I will be after that next year. Thank you very much. I am. Uh, I set a personal goal. I'm. I'm like 150 points off uh, from 3,000, Mr. 3,000. Uh, I got one more week to do it to, to hit 3,000 points for the regular season. That it would be a uh, pretty good milestone because we all know I ain't winning the championship. So that's all I have to look forward to. Rest in peace, Melvin Gordon, motherfucker. Did you see the play though? Before we get into, did you see the play? First of all, first of all, he's already banged up, or he's got hamstring injuries. Injuries. Then you run a stupid reverse when you're up big. That makes no sense. It was a dumb reverse. He gets blown up in the back. It's just dumb. I, I, and this is why I don't think the Chargers are gonna, like. When you do stuff like that, that's what makes me think you're gonna not advance well in in the playoffs. That's just I, when you do. It just doesn't make any sense when you're putting one of your best players at risk when you're up big. I know the Patriots do it all the time. They keep their guys in. I just don't agree with it. And the one year it hurt them with Edelman getting hurt, I just think it's dumb. When you're up big, rest your guys. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Yes, and coaches need to stop being cute and thinking this is college, running the Chip Kelly stuff. I'm all for being aggressive. I get that. And you, you want to put the points up. But a few weeks back when the Saints were playing the Eagles, leaving those guys in, all it takes is Drew Brees to step back one time and twist his ankle, and your fucking season's over. And for what? You're up 30-something points. It's just, it's just dumb, in my opinion. I mean... I don't get with that. What's that extra? What's going for it on fourth and five for that extra touchdown to put you up forty? What does it really do? I don't. I don't get with that. I don't know. Especially I mean, it helps fantasy people. Running back, you know? <laughs> but um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get ready to it, and we're gonna hop right into our our review, as we always do. And leading things off, ah yes, just a peck, Gregory Wood, myself taking on. Oh, Josh needed this win. He needed this win bad, but I. Banked him in submission, almost beating him by 100 points. Especially going against the number one team in the league. 163 is not going to do it. No. No, and what hurt him, uh, what what really hurt him was uh, Amendola getting hurt. And, you know, he was high on this. Kiki Cook T. 
guy and only getting 3.4. You know, he had a solid showing from his Ravens D. Brady put up 35, but just not enough star power there for him. Coleman, Connor didn't do much, and that led to the uh, to the low score. Yeah, I think um, Connor was a huge letdown this week. I mean, everyone talked about how he was going to run on Denver, and I think the game plan was to shut him down, and Denver definitely stepped up and did it. Yeah, I mean Denver. What what a what a great showing from their defense, and they did just enough on offense there. I mean they were getting blown up uh, by Pittsburgh, just not on the scoreboard, and they kept it close. And that's what happens when you let teams linger like that. You know, it, it goes down to the wire, and, and Denver prevailed. Uh, looking over my side, that's the kind of numbers I want from Kirk Cousins. Uh, typical day for Barkley, but uh, Melvin Gordon, as we hit on earlier, that that could be a uh, that could be the the, the, the what the. The thorn in my rose here, if you will. Luckily, uh, I'm already clinched uh, the number one overall spot. So, Gordon, I don't have to worry about him next week. And then with the bye week, hopefully after two weeks he comes back and he's okay. But, oh, man, I don't like it. Well, this is why I say late in the draft you should always handcuff your lead running back. That might be my biggest mistake, not grabbing Eckler, man. Yeah, definitely. And especially taking Kirk Cousins late and he's putting up, you know, top three, top four QB numbers every week for you. And... You know, you didn't have to reach on a Drew Brees like someone did and then traded them. And then, you know, didn't reach on Aaron Rodgers and all those other guys. And, you know, kudos to you to wait and find the right guy late. It's a uh, it's a cliche saying, but I let the draft fall to me, you know, and, and that's that's uh, that's what I did. I, just, I couldn't believe those guys were there, and I, and I took them, and they, they've been my power horses. I'm, unfortunately, I'm down the one, and like I said, maybe if I would have taken Eckler uh, at eight instead of Tennessee's D, this would be a little bit of a different feeling, but I need other guys to step up, but uh, it's going to be tough. But uh, as we said, I move on to 11-1. Oh, how sweet it would be to be 12-0, but I'll, I'll take the 11-1, the overall best record. Shout out to... Keupel, who's been banned, but he did give me that one loss yeah, once he, again. He is the one in 11 and 1. Zachary, man, 5 and 7. He needs a win next week to stay alive, boy. He really needs it. Um, a win and some help. Okay. A win and some help. All right, so moving on, we have. Uh, oh, you were trying? Wait, you were trying? <laughs> Going on against uh, Ryan O'Farrell. This was a closer game. O'Farrell hit the 200 mark, but just wasn't enough against GW. And this is a typical. This is the game that GW is looking for. Uh, McCaffrey putting up 80.7. What a game. What is it with these teams putting up over 200 points and they have zeros in their lineups? It's just the way it rolls, man. That's I know. When you put up a big score like that, it seems to be there's always one guy that really fucks you. And, and in this case, W got it twice. His kicker put up zero, and then McDonald didn't really do anything either, and he still put up 242, which is a great score. Um, and a shout-out, too, for JW, who actually wins the total points this week, excluding myself, who was number one, and, and Kipe, who was number two, as we predicted. <laughs> but uh, JW gets the commercial next week. That ought to be interesting. No doubt we'll see what <laughs> that fucker comes up with. I can only imagine. It'll probably be the sweetest sweetest commercial you've ever heard. <laughs> uh, leave it to the commission. He'll compliment everybody. Oh, hello there. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe he comes, you know, comes guns ablaze, and we'll see. Yeah. Um, Moving over to O'Farrell's side, this drops him to three and nine. He's out, you know, but he's still keeping players in. He's still trying his best. Juju putting up sixty point nine. Cam Newton put up fifty three. Like I said, he had a great, uh, you know, a great game. Just happened to run into a guy that had a better score. That's all we can ask is for people to set their lineups and to help take other teams down. That's it, man. You want to play spoiler? That, I'm all for it, man. If I know I'm not making, I'm trying to take. I'm trying to knock people the fuck out. That, that's how. That's how I would roll. Yeah. All right, m- moving on. Uh, Oh, JW's up to six and six. Um, yeah, and he's uh, he needs also a win here. He's he's in the battle with with yourself and uh, Josh. Yes, to, definitely to... a win gets him in, and that's all I'll have to worry about. Now, of the three of you, 
he has the lowest points. Yes. So he he if he wins, he's in because uh, it'll take care of Josh. But he he um he needs to keep pace and keep up uh, some mm. points as well. Definitely. All right, moving on. We have ah Jackson Heights own Miranda. Oh, I can't hey, say. Don't start. Oh. He didn't give papers yet. So oh, I'm sorry. So Shout I'll out to Jackson sign. Heights. We love you. Yes. Sign <laughs> documentation, and we'll let that one go. All right. So we'll just say it. Ryan Lee taking on coming out like a Boost slushy. Oh, Ryan word. is sponsored by Boost, if you can't tell. Ooh. So we can we can name drop that all we want. I well, feel bad, a- dude, for Brian. Dude, he must have a gaping asshole this year because he has been shellacked. Uh, week no. after week after Dude, week. You after take that week. pain, you take it, you bottle it up, and you come back with a fucking passion next year. That's what you fucking do. Do us a I, favor. I'm man. calling it now. Next year, I picture I'm I'm picking Brian as a favorite. I think he's gonna be doing homework starting right now, dude. This guy is gonna come with a vengeance, with a fucking vengeance. I feel it. Well, as long as he takes the defense in the first round, I think we'll all be fine. So. Uh, if he took if he took the right defense, he'd be okay. For and I can't blame him. The Jaguars should have been good. I don't I don't know what the fuck their deal is. But um, yeah, they're just they're, that team. That has got to be one of the most epic because their team, if you look at it, actually got better this year than it was last year, and they just cannot put wins together. They're losing to Buffalo. They just look bad. I, I don't know what it is, man. They got a lot of star power on that defense. I, I know Blake Bortles isn't that great, but he wasn't that great last year, and they made it. It should have been in the Super Bowl. I mean, they were beating New England. But. Yeah, definitely between injuries. And I think players on the team that ego is way too big for the rest of the league, like Mr. Fournette. You know. Last year he was suspended for not showing up for team pictures. This year the team's already oh he's fucking brawling this yeah. year, dude. How about he's up in Buffalo and you lived up there for a while? They love the brawl up there, dude. They love jumping through fucking yeah, tables and Fournette got right in the middle. Fire and, uh, Apparently yeah. he got hit with a beer bottle too or a yeah. can or something like that too. Know, something about too. I don't know what it is, but the fans like getting jerked off in the bathroom. Oh, the they are the number shit. one. I can drop this stat without looking up. They are the number one fan base at throwing dildos into the end zone. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it more than once. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They love chucking true. dildos. I think the women just popping right out like a Chris Hogan got hit with one. Did he get hit with one? Yeah, right in the yeah. ear, dude. Right in the ear hole. But, uh, yeah, getting back to the game, uh, we, we commend you, Brian, there. 3-9. and nine. I know you'll come back with a vengeance. Uh, Sonny Michelle did decent for him, uh, but just not enough star power there. Beckham's got to put up bigger numbers. Uh, Evans did okay. Ebron, though, another solid week against their shitty Dolphins, so he did good. But uh, moving over to Ryan Keupel's side, well, Matt Ryan's doing what he's been doing all year, 57 points. Just a, Again, they're not winning. But they're fucking – Matt Ryan's putting up the points. And if you just look at it, you're like, how the fuck is he getting 57? Just look at his stats, man. Two touchdowns, 377 yards. He's throwing the ball, what was it, 47 times and completed 35 completions. I mean, that's that's a really – you can't ask more. Now, I don't know if these are just dump passes. I didn't really watch too much of uh, Matt Ryan because I was too busy crying over my game. But, but uh, you know, you look at the numbers, he's getting the completions. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with Freeman being hurt. I mean yeah. – I'm not trying to disrespect Matt Ryan anyway, but this is just like Orlovsky for the Lions a couple years ago when, you know, Stafford got hurt and they were losing games. My man was putting up 400 yards in the fourth quarter, you know, and, you know, this is what fantasy is about. I mean, garbage time is very pivotal, and I have to commend Mr. Keifel for taking Matt Ryan in the 12th round. He drafted Russell Wilson first, but still ended up with a great quarterback. This is round. what happens, man. People draft guys like Matt Ryan, and then like last year, he does shit, right? And you're like, fuck that guy. I'm never drafting him again. Nope. And, and somebody like Keupel swoops in late, grabs him, and ends up starting him all fucking year. And he turns out, it just, it's one of those years. And he and he did the right thing with teaming him up with Julio, who put up 38.8. And uh, there you go. Keupel moves up to 8-4, and four, pretty much pretty much locking up. There's there's a chance of him not getting a number two spot, but I'm going to go out on a limb and just say he, he definitely uh, he definitely got it. And you know, too, a lot of people say he is where he is because of Todd Gurley. 
Yes, Todd Gurley is good, but I believe it's because of Matt Ryan. I mean, without him, I mean, he's putting up 70 points so far this this, this year for him, and then he's consistently 50-plus. Sure. Week in and Well, week here's out. a good week to prove it. You know, this was this was a week for him with, with no uh, – with no girly in, he still puts up 245. So that's just showing you that that's he's he's beating his chest, if you will. Yeah, but definitely. we'll see. We'll see if it holds up. We'll, we'll see. All right, moving on, we go to ah yes, you're still my bitch pound two and oh, Mr. <laughs> Nick DeMarco. Shout out straight into Keitel's face. You can't even defend himself. That's yeah, not right. You know what the funny thing is too? It's not even the name. But the fact that Donald Trump is on WWE Raw, uh, walking yes. down, great avatar. Train. Nick has learned to you gotta when you when you work the name change, you gotta work the avatar change oh, and there. He's which, taking straight shots. Yes, so that's straight a good shots. one. Going right and going against uh, Jew just got an easy well in this case wrong. He fucking <laughs> wrong. <laughs> You're so wrong. Uh, John Matthews comes through somehow, some way. We think he fell asleep at the wheel here, but still put up 211 points. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how he fucking did it. Well, I do know how I do it. I'm looking at the guys. So he's got Roethlisberger putting up almost 60. Fournette, who's now suspended, puts up 33. Uh, and then a great showing from his defense with the Vikings. And, and Corey Davis, and Davis going to 27. But he has a Jimmy Graham do nothing. He left on Johnson in, who got zero, who's been hurt. I mean, if he puts in Nick Chubb, he might have high score of the week. Chubb yeah. on his bench with 36. So he could have, you know, he really could have put a hurting on Nick. I think he showed him some fucking mercy. Um, but Nick starting Lamar Jackson, that kind of now Lamar put up thirty one. Don't yeah, get me wrong. He had no choice for Mahomes on the But uh, man, so. he for his lineup to be good, he needs that Mahomes in there. And he really Tariq does. Hill. And Tariq Hill. That, that's team, his. Uh, you know? Yes, that's his bread and butter. But I want to show, show out uh, a special shout out on Nick's team, Philip Lindsay. I don't know if this guy's getting enough credit, man. This this running back, he, he's. I was watching him against the Steelers. He's a good back, man. He, he made a trade for him, right? Yeah, he yeah. He's starting yeah. at running back, and I believe he traded Amari Cooper, right? Philip Lindsay, Lindsay, quietly though, is having a. I don't know if it's quiet or not, but he's having a really good uh, rookie season. This running back is a, is a guy to watch out for. I like him. He's tiny, but he 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 reminds me. I think him and Brita are two guys to really look out for on the rise in this league. I, I think they're similar in how they play the game and in size. I just think they're they're electric. And they're watch. great schemes. Yeah. To, to so um, yeah, Nick somehow, some way, uh, falls in this one to seven and five and John Matthews goes to four and eight. And that leads us to our game of the week. Oh, uh, Scotty. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. You know, you know what it feels like to be me as a kid. My dad whipped out that belt last minute and spanked you, baby. <laughs> uh, <let laughs> Actually, it wasn't a spanking. I, I shouldn't say that, but it was just a, a last minute, like, pecker fleck. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy being in the game of the week, and, you know, I, I put my name on it, but I am 2-6 this year in game of the week, and I only beat JW twice in both of them. I know. So. You like them close, man. You Jeez. like them close. Now, it's not, always about, it's not always about just being a close, but this game had a lot of ramifications yeah. as well. Winner moves on to the playoffs. Yes, and it's not that you're out or anything. It just guaranteed it. So, so uh, my dad uh, now moves up to third place, too, with this win, putting him at 7-5. and five. Uh, And he did it in kind of a weird way because Kamara did not get a lot of points, and his starting quarterback this week was Andy Dalton, who got yeah. hurt in the game, only got him 15. Um, but somehow, some way, he put up the 185 and got the win. And got burned by my own Minnesota Viking favorite. Yes, yes. Oh. If anybody was up watching this game, uh, Stephon Diggs' last play, well, one of the last plays of the game to seal it was a, was a Stephon Diggs catch that sealed the game for Minnesota, but sealed your fate in this game as a loss. My dad got the bonus just to put him over. You were up on him the whole time until that catch. Well, you, you know, Thursday night, 
I had all five of my big guys going and only had 103 points. Yes, I you were knew saying I you were was in about trouble. That. And it's funny, I was actually texting you, talking a bunch of shit on Thielen, and the next thing you know, he has 75 yards on five catches. So. Well, it's not so much that you made any wrong decisions either. I mean, you were right on playing uh, Gronk over Burton. That was the right move. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers had one of the greatest. I mean, that, that's really what it is. But you can't. I don't know if you can ever bench Breeze at this point. But Philip no. Rivers had one of the, the greatest performances I think we could ever talk about. Let, let's hit on that. I know he's on your bench here, but you know, not a lot of yards, 259 yards, but three touchdowns. Dude, 28 of 29, actually beating Ryan Tannehill. Believe it or not, had the record beforehand. But uh, what a great game from Philip Rivers. Puts up 56 on your bench, and that would have course been the, the difference in the game. But no one faults you for that, man. No one, no one faults you. I know they were playing Arizona. Um, but I, I don't think you could ever really bench Drew Brees. Yeah, I didn't trade for Drew Brees to, you know, put him yeah. on my bench, regardless of the matchup. Yep. I mean, he and is... it's not that he did horrible. You know, thirty-eight point five isn't a bad score. It just uh, it was one of those weeks where the matchup was uh, was Rivers to have. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Adrian Peterson not showing up against the Cowboys and. Michael Thomas only getting seven point eight. Yeah, I'd say that would probably be the, the the most surprising. When you say, you know, New Orleans scores thirty one points, you think Michael Thomas would be somewhat involved. But moving that over to my dad too, he only got sixteen from Kamara. You'd think those two guys would have big games with the thirty one, but it went to a lot of no namers. If you were yes. Kirkwood and whoever the hell else was on, <laughs> whoever other bench player the Saints had. You know what I really thought was going to win me this game? Your dad's field goal kicker getting negative points, and it did <laughs> not happen this week. So. I give it to him for uh, finally getting some plus points at the kicker. And that sneaky son of a bitch, i seen it. I was, going to, I was going to pick yes. up Cameron Brake, and he beat me to it. I looked at it, too. Oh, I was just – I'm st I have Kelsey, so I'm obviously never really going to bench him. But I saw it. I was like, I could not believe Brake was still available once O.J. Howard went down. And my dad snuck in there and got him. And, you know, while he didn't have the greatest game in the world, it was still put up 11.6 compared to, you know, whoever else he has. Well, your dad has not Well, he had a Joku who he yeah. dropped who's finally <laughs> he's yeah, finally having around, like right? – Yeah, so that just, that's just the way it goes. But my dad will be back at full strength next week. He, he'll be happy to have Goff and Hunt back, which will help his team out um, heading into, uh, you know, very important yeah. seeding week, if you will, yeah, definitely. for him to see where he finally finishes. You know, I, th I think he's probably going to finish at three and – he has a very strong and sneaky team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I know I don't want to see him. I yeah. thought I was lucky to catch him with a bunch of buys, but, you know, the luck wasn't on my side like usual. So. Yeah. And that just does, about does it for our Week 12 uh, review. Another solid week, man. It's unfortunate for you. Uh, you know, you went to the wire again. But a win and you're in, dude. Yeah, a win definitely. and you're in. Well, Scott, just uh, just like every week here, we got to go to our, our sponsorship. And uh, this week is a, is a special sponsorship, um, one that really truly touches to my heart, if you will. The only place to get your auto parts. America, if you need starters, spark plugs, ball joints, gaskets, camshafts, U joints, or rocker arms, anything that can be screwed or glued to that car or truck of yours, come see O'Ray. Hey, you want a guarantee? I got a guarantee stamped on every box. He's got really I weird got hair. <laughs> but more important is the guarantee that I make to the American worker. I want your truck to help you get the job done. I want your cruiser to get out there safely so you can clean up the streets. And I want your kids to be safe when you take them for a ride. Thanks, Ray. Thank you, son. The name's Zelinsky. I make car parts for the American working man because that's what I am. And that's who I care about. Fucking Ray Zelinsky, dude. He is the auto parts king. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, just a classic. Taking it back to Tommy Boy. Do you do breaks? Do you do your own breaks, Scott? 
Um, I tried to once and I failed miserably. So you're I'm taking gonna, the fucking Ray Zelensky. Yeah, That's where you take. I'm gonna stick with the cooking and let Ray take care of my car. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Thank you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. All right, and moving right along, we are gonna go into our week 13 preview. This is me and my former associate's uh, favorite part, Scott. Um, and as we've hit on a few times now, very very important week for some of us. Yes. Others not so much, but. For most of us, it's a very important week. And uh, we're going to start things off with uh, me versus Nick DeMarco. Now, this could actually be an interesting seeding one for Nick. Uh, if he loses this one, he could drop down uh, pretty pretty dramatically, almost maybe even to sixth spot going yeah. from where he is. So so this could be uh, this is this is a win for him that he probably wants to, wants to get. And CBS currently has him favored 51% to my 49. Of course, with more uh, with Melvin Gordon being out, that uh, that favors him and him getting Mahomes back going against Oakland. I mean, this might be a game. I I could see a very very rare chance of Oakland keeping this somewhat of a game, but I I think it's going to be a blowout. And this might even be a game where Mahomes is pulled in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, this is where you have to kind of get leery going into the playoffs when you have players that are on teams that are. You know, with one loss, two losses, already clinched their division. You know, you know, week fourteen, week fifteen, they start pulling them guys, and yep. then you lose your playoff matchup. Now, the lucky thing for Nick on this is um, New England's sort of keeping pace. Plus, they have the game advantage of playing them head to head and beating them, so that yes. keeps Kansas City kind of having to win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's always a tricky thing when you're, you know, something you don't really look at when you're drafting guys earlier in the year. You know, you're not really projecting, you know, a 15 and one record or anything like that. But yeah, man, I've seen it. I have seen it where guys are benched, and it, it can cause you a championship. <laughs> yes, definitely it's that. And nuts. That and injuries, and you know, yes, you're kind of suffering from yep. that right now. Yep, but it happens. You know, unlike for you, I mean, in my eyes, I think you had the best running back in the league, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley. Your counterpart. Might think otherwise, but, you know, he can't well, really say right now. So, um, Barkley is, I mean, for rookie season, that guy can literally do everything. I mean, everything you want out of a back. You know, even with a, a Giants team that's not really helping him out so much, he, he does look phenomenal. Um, he's going to have to carry me for this win this week. But, he, uh, unfortunately, he's going against – he's running into a Chicago defense who I have that, man, they're tough. Man, they're a, they're a tough defense only the Dolphins really have been able to crack them this yeah. year. And, <laughs> and it's funny how one player can swing a whole team. They get, oh, yeah. they get Khalil Mack, and all of a sudden they're like well, I, outstanding. I agree. I think they were a solid defense, and he was just the cherry on top to, to put them you know, in the upper, upper echelon. And they are actually right now the number one fantasy defense, yes. at least in this league, and they're playing like it. I feel like every time I flip that game on, there's a pick six happening. So, um, yeah, they're they're uh, they're solid. They're going to have to come through. But this is kind of a double-edged sword. I can't really sit the Bears' defense, and I obviously can't sit Barkley. So it's kind of – it works in his advantage as well. I think the best thing for you with that is you hope Barkley gets his yards. They don't get any touchdowns. And, you know, maybe Eli throws a couple picks I or a fumble. I need Barkley touchdowns and Eli pick sixes. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> See that? See how that happens? Yeah, well, I mean, if the Bears maybe had Devin Hester still, you might be able to get some. Oh, uh, yes. But, you know, that was uh, way back when. But, um, yeah, and then just moving back over to Knicks, like we said, I think I think the Kansas city Oakland matchup's good. Obviously, it benefits uh, uh, Nick having Tyreek Hill. Um, for him to have a chance, he's going to need Tyreek Hill to put up uh, big numbers, which he has been all year. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think this would be any different. If I'm Oakland, I'm saying I don't want to get embarrassed. I mean, that, that's my game plan. Please shut down somebody. I'd have three safeties back there trying to stop this kid Hill. Yeah, and definitely. And also he has Yeldon in there. 
You know, with Fournette being suspended, you know, is it going to be Carlos Hyde? Is it going to yes, be Yeldon? Yes, and I have Hyde, and you know? he has Yeldon. I haven't decided if I'm going to keep Hyde in yet or not. It was a sneaky pickup just to see. I'm not sure. I, I might play him this week and just or, or, or just kind of see, feel him out, and uh, he might be a guy I play next week. Because, again, we're still playing for total points, even though uh, if you have a bye or you're knocked out of the playoffs or whatever, you still want to try and play. It goes to week 16, right? It goes yeah. to week 16, yes, correct. And uh, looking at it, too, I believe this is actually the first week I am an underdog. Uh, which is interesting. Now I can make a couple. I can make a couple moves here, and I think it would put me up. You know, if I took, for instance, if I took Hyde out and stuck AJ Green, who's projected to get 18 points. But um, but I like. You know, I'm going to be an underdog. I like being an underdog. Uh, he's got the favorite, 51 to 49. It's a very very important game for Nick. For me, not so much. But it would be kind of cool to be 12 and one. Plus, I don't think uh, I don't think Keipel wants to be. You know, I think he wants to be the only person that's beat me this year. I can kind of feel it off him. <laughs> so uh, who do you got here, Scott? Before I get my pick, how do you feel about Boyd and Green going forward with A.J. Green out? Yeah, it's a very tough matchup. I didn't really get to watch the quarterback that came in and how he looks. I still think good players are going to get open and get the ball. So it's not like I, I don't – now, I think I think Boyd had his chance to really show what he was worth, and he didn't come through as a, as a true number one. I think he's a solid number two. But um, A.J. Green coming back, it just depends on how healthy he is. But let's say if A.J. Green was 100%, I still think – He'll get his. It won't be it won't be phenomenal numbers, but I still think he's a guy that's gonna you know pr- produce, if you will. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I could also see him leaning on mixing a little bit more, you know, to take a little bit pressure off of um, the quarterback. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be the game plan, right? I would say, all right, if I'm the defense going against the Bengals, I want to put the pressure on the quarterback. I'm I'm gonna stuff the run, make him throw the ball, and if they get in that situation, and if AJ Green could get a couple. Because they're stacking the box of AJ Green or Boyd can get a couple um, singles, single coverage. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they take one to the house. Who knows? Yeah, or it could but be it, garbage time too. Oh, you yeah. know, they could be down big and you know, it's chucking the rocks. So. Yes, it's a very, it'll be a very interesting thing to see. Luckily for me, uh, like I said, I can afford to lose this week and still hold the number one seed because it would be, I would hate to be in a situation where, say, I have to make try and make the playoffs or try to get the bye week and fucking Gordon goes down. I mean, that would be an ultimate nightmare. Thank God that didn't happen. But um, so, who do you think here? Also, I think Mahomes is now the first new projected high scorer. Yeah, fifty nine point five. Did we ever hit sixty? No, I can't remember if we I did. That think, might be uh, right. Yeah, they're Oakland. I think Matt Ryan was uh, was the second highest. Drew Brees was fifty seven last week, and now Mahomes fifty nine. I don't know which will probably top. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I'm I'm think I'm gonna go with Nick this week. I just like the fact that you know he has Mahomes and Hill, and he made a couple smart trades. You know, to boost his running backs. And, I mean, it looks like he has a couple banged up people, but I think Olsen's going to go. I think Ridley will be fine. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to take Nick this week. Uh, This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I've been picking against myself all year, but fuck it. I'm going with myself. Screw you, Nick. I hope you fucking lose. I hope you knocked you down to the... Although it would benefit me because I'd like to play him again. Um, but I think I get Nick this week somehow, some way. Maybe maybe it's going to take Oakland playing some sort of defense and me getting lucky here. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I just got a feeling I, I'd catch Nick. So I'm going to take myself. And I know for a fact Kuypel also likes myself because fuck Nick. <laughs> yeah, I can't go against my client. Oh, uh, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> no problem. I, I understand. So we're going to go with uh, Kype taking myself. I'm taking myself. And you, Scottifer taking Mr. Nicholas to Marco. What do you do you think close? I think it's going to come down to the wire. I yeah. mean, you both have in my opinion two great quarterbacks and if Mahomes does anything like he did his last game, 
he's going to be tough to beat. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So all right, that'll be an interesting game. It's just to see where the the siege change. All right, and now we got a, a, a very pivotal game for John Fesich. Wait, you were trying taking on John Matthews. Um, this one's very important for GW. He's a heavy favorite currently. Uh, John's got a couple of uh, changes he's got to make here with Fournette being out and stuff. But but uh, Fesich is a, currently by CBS a 75% favorite. And um, his matchups look pretty good. This is a must-win game for Green Bay. I don't know if they're officially out. But they're getting close to being out of the playoffs. This is a... This is a game that they just simply have to have. It's at – is it in – it is in Green Bay. Yes. And I think Rodgers is going to have to take it into his own hands and go off. I really do. Is Green Bay going to play for McCarthy? Because I feel if Green Bay doesn't have somewhat of a winning season, then, you know, I think they're yeah. done. It's so. crazy to say, but we're looking at some uh, some coaches this year that could be acts that have Super Bowls. You know, and, you know, you're talking McCarthy. You're talking uh, Harbaugh with Baltimore. Yeah. That might be another guy, you know. It's just, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Do you think, let me ask you this, and I think no, but it's an interesting question to ask. Do you think there's any way Green Bay gets rid of Rodgers and takes that money and just tries to rebuild fully? I'm going to say no, but that might, I don't think you can do that. But at the same time, how much money they would get if they were to let a Rodgers walk and just do a full rebuild. I don't know if their team is ever going to be good enough Around like they like they just can't get enough talent. I mean, or, or they have to hit really well in the draft. You know that that's what it's going to take. I think whatever coach comes in there next want Rodgers as the centerpiece. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, why would you get rid of him? I I, mean, I I totally understand that point. Just an interesting question. I, I don't think that would happen either. But the amount of money, I'm just just raising a point of if a new coach comes in and they were to you know if John Gruden went to Green Bay, I don't know, man, if he'd be like you know. We'll move on from that money, save the money, and draft our own guy and blow this whole thing up. I would never do that, but, my God, I would take Rodgers in a heartbeat. I mean, my biased <laughs> opinion, I hope they do get rid of him. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't, I don't see it happening. So. But uh, could you imagine? And they're just wasting Rodgers in his prime, in his fucking prime, dude. He should have more. That's a shame. That's a shame to coaching. That's a shame to, to GM, to, to, what, to, to everything there. When you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, you deserve more than two Super Bowls over a 20-year span. Yeah. It's, I'm telling you, just the way – that's bad. That's really bad. In my opinion, where they went wrong is they got rid of Jordy Nelson. That was Rogers' number one go-to guy. It freed up Adams. It freed yeah, up. Cobb. That certainly didn't help them this year. But I think their their issues go even beyond that. You know, their defense is starting to play somewhat better. But I think you're right. I think it's a system calling. I don't know if McCarthy's the guy anymore. It's just like like they don't want to run the ball at all. And you yeah. saw how how dimensional they can be when they add an Aaron Jones so it just took way too long to get him involved yeah definitely and the game's changing I think they're still stuck in the past so. yeah so that'll be an interesting game I think uh I think Aaron Rodgers though goes off against Arizona and he happens to have Rodgers and Devontae Adams I think that's a great matchup to have Cooper coming off you know one of his greatest games ever going into New Orleans that's another great matchup to look for um, and it's tough to make a, a call on John's side with so many guys that are injured and, and suspended and, and everything. I think JW's got this game, and I think he moves up to 7-6, and six, which hurts Josh, but but uh, we'll get to that in a second, what he needs to do to, to keep pace. Yeah, definitely. I mean, fuck it. John tried in the hot hand. I mean, if he can win with zeros in his lineup, fuck it. Go for it, you know? So, But on another note, JW has too many good matchups. I mean, we've seen what McCaffrey did last week. Mm -hmm. He had 80 points for him. He could definitely do it again against Tampa Bay. Yes. I mean, double dipping with Rodgers and Adams against the Cardinals, who are completely depleted. And 
I still think New Orleans secondary is soft. I know their defense is playing better, but oh I think my god, it's so much. Don't get me wrong. I think New Orleans defense is decent, but it's so much easier when you're up thirty points. I mean, you can pin your ears back yes, and fucking but play. I mean, I, I mean, think they're going to try to stop Elliott. I think what I gotta, their game plan is going to be. And you could say this every week. I don't want to be like a spoiler, but I think Dallas is going to is going to play them tough. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think that's game's going to be. It's going to be a closer game than what we've seen from most Saint games of recent. Oh, I, I don't hope think it's this high is, scoring. Uh, really I'm not do. saying I don't think it's high scoring, but I think I think whatever it is, I, I think Dallas is going to somewhat be in it. I don't think they're going to be down or lose by three scores or four scores. I think this might be a, a, a seven to ten point game. You know what I mean? And hell, who knows? If Dallas gets in in their favor and they're rattling around um, Drew Brees um, with with Demarcus Lawrence, you saw what he came out and said, and then all of a sudden it becomes a uh, an Elliott game. You know, Dallas, Dallas is a sneaky, a sneaky decent team. They're not, they're not bad. They, they can play, they can yeah, play with the best of them. Their linebackers are actually doing pretty good without Sean Lee. Yeah, yes. Vanderesh. Yeah, kid, Vanderesh looks like a great guy. And then Jalen Smith, or you know, he looks like a, a decent part here. It's a shame that Sean Lee gets hurt every year. He's a phenomenal guy, but I don't think they can. I think the, the pick shows when they went and grabbed yeah, Vanderesh. They just can't trust Sean, uh, Sean Lee anymore. But um, yeah, I'm going with JW. I think you, you're leaning yeah, the same. I'm taking JW. With this yeah, one, that's. Uh, that's that's the I same he, for uh, uh, Keupel going all the way around. Yeah, we got three he, picks. Uh, JW. He all seals the way his playoff fate with this win. Yeah. So. All right, moving on. We got my father taking on Brian Matthews. Uh, CBS says it as a seventy-two to twenty-eight percent favorite, um, according. Uh, I'm sorry, leaning towards my dad. Uh, he gets his heavy hitters back. Goff, Hunt, Kamara, Diggs. Listen to that lineup one more time. Goff, Hunt. Mar Dig. That's a I mean, solid four. Can't forget about Galladay. Uh, Marvin yeah, Jones Kenny, is on the IR yes, now. Yes, he, Kenny Galladay. He now. looks to me. I'm not saying he's elite, but he looks like a number one to me. I like Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to keep uh, improving. And, and years from now, no, he's not going to be Calvin Johnson. But I think he's a guy that you know. Can you imagine how much better he would be with Calvin Johnson on the other side? I uh, know. Well, we could play this game. We could play this game all day for sure. Sure. Yeah, I think he'd be uh, he'd be phenomenal. You know, you might have like a. I'm not saying they're the same type of guys, but you might have a, a Harrison Reggie Wayne yeah, sort of deal again. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Tory Holt and um, uh, Isaac, Isaac Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, over on uh, Brian Matthews' side, Lamar Miller. How about that? A 97-yard touchdown last week. He he's a hot and cold guy, man. Sometimes he looks like a top back. Other times he sort of disappears. This is going to be a game where he needs Miller and uh, Beckham and his, and his big guns to come through. I just don't see it happening. I know. I know. Uh, I know Beckham's going against Chicago, which is a tough matchup. You got Evans going against Carolina, it's a tough matchup. Wentz has not looked the same. Now I've banged the table saying I, I think Carson Wentz is a is a phenomenal quarterback, but he sort of I'm not saying this is happening, but he sort of reminds me of Carr a little bit. Remember Carr yeah. was an MVP candidate, got hurt, broke his and... leg, and then he hasn't quite looked the same. Now I'm not saying Wentz is is done or anything like that, but he just hasn't looked the same this year. And I know it's a tough thing. Let's give him some time. But, and he still makes some phenomenal throws, don't get me wrong, but he just hasn't looked the same as he did last year. Hopefully he gets healthy and, um, you know, as much as I don't like the Eagles, I don't root for anybody to be bad, and he's better for the game if he's playing well. So I, I root for him to get better. But in this case, i got to go with the hot hand of my dad here, man. Just going off those, those you know, Goff, Hunt, Kamar, Diggs, that, that's a solid four right there. And then he's got Jones in the flex going against Arizona. I just don't see, uh, I don't see Brian being able to hold up. I see my dad moving to 8-5. Yeah, I don't understand Brian. He has Wentz traded for Watson, and then he has Baker Mayfield. And if, in my opinion, if you're going after Deshaun Watson, he should be in your lineup every week. Did he? You know? 
I forget. This... I know I traded him Wentz and he, um, for Drake. He he traded for Watson as well. Yeah, from who was his uh, original? He JW. Had, yeah. Yeah, he had Baker Mayfield, and I forget who his original quarterback was. He might have dropped him. I don't, or maybe he traded him. I forget. Uh, Rogers. Oh, that's yeah, right. He, he had, had Rogers. Rogers. That's yeah. right. He was part of the trade. Correct. So, I mean, that's right. He took Rogers fucking uh, first overall, right? That was his yes. Yeah, so interesting. <laughs> a ton of talented guys on the scene, but they just don't put it together every week for him. Like, I believe you know Watson in there, Beckham, Evans, you know Miller. They all been hot and cold, and he can't get them all to consistently hit. Yeah. At the same time, every week. Yeah. It's when Miller goes off here, and Ebron yeah. goes off, you know Beckham doesn't, and Wentz. That it, it is. Yep. It's a case of. He has he has certain pieces that are good, but they just don't go off at the right time. Yeah, I think next year when he drafts, he just needs to hit on a little bit more consistent players. You know, um, what I feel is volume. You should be going after players that that get volume, and a lot of these guys are you know home run hitters, as you say. So, yeah. you know, live and die by the sword. But I'm, I'm gonna take your dad to his his team's two two stack. All right, that's a clean sweep, which is never good when all <laughs> when all three pick the same. Uh, so watch out for Brian to, with the upset here. But we're all taking my father, and um, yeah, that'll be an interesting game, seeding wise as well for my dad if he goes up to eight and five. And then moving along, oh, I got it! I can feel it down in my plums, Scott, with the name change. Ah, yes, taking on Ryan O'Farrell. Here's another team I was really high on at the beginning of the year, and he just hasn't been able to put together. Now I'm gonna read off the names, and it's not that there's anybody bad; it just hasn't really. Cam Newton's a hot. Cam Newton could be number one, and I think Kype actually hit on this in the beginning of the year. Cam Newton's one of those quarterbacks where he's top five one week, and then he's bottom five the next. Like you just can't fully trust him all the time. But when he when he when he's on his game, he's one of the best, at least fantasy wise. Uh, David Johnson again's been hit or miss. So he's finally starting to come along. They're starting to use him more. But that's caused him. Change. That caused him a lot or a lot of losses. I think. I think or yeah, he could have won a lot more games if if uh, maybe Byron Leftwich was was the head uh, coordinator earlier in the year. Uh, and then he's got Juju, who man. Juju every week seems to just get a ton of targets, a ton of catches, and a ton of yards. Man, he he um. I really feel that that's like almost what we've been hitting on with like Galladay if he has someone alongside yeah. of him. I mean, Brown only Brown, helps. Yeah. I think Juju's great by himself. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do. I think he's he's heading in the right direction. But um, but Brown definitely helps. Even though Brown's not having his typical year, he's still demanding double teams and freeing Juju up. Now, Kipe wasn't so high on Juju this year. I was. Ryan grabbed him before I could. I think that was a really good grab. I wish I would have had him. Um, and it's paying off for him, just not in the win column. He's getting the points from the guy, just uh, can't put it all together. CBS has this as a 60-40 to 40 favor in your favor. Um, you're going to need Drew Brees and your your trio of uh, Elliott, Thielen, and Thomas to, to really kick it into gear. Um, looks like a couple of you guys are banged up, though. Um, I see a little bit of the injury bug going around, if it's serious or not, with Thielen and Peterson. Well, Thielen's been hurt all year. He's yeah. had some back issues that have been lingering and whatnot, but... Like you hit, man, he's a gym rat, and he, he goes to practice, you know, he shows up every week to play, and I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, for myself is, I think Gronkowski's starting to come around. Yes. I mean, he, he dropped a couple red zone targets last week. That he, he had a phenomenal had a, catch, though, touchdown yeah, la, uh, yeah. last week, man. He yeah. just snagged it right over a guy and ran him right into the end zone like a big yeah, truck yeah, that he yeah. is. I mean, that's what he's known for, so. Yeah. But I, I mean, like I like your sneaky, sneaky defensive pick here, Dolphins versus Buffalo. And uh, Dolphins have quietly had a lot of turnovers, and I like them at home. Now, if this game was in Buffalo, I'm not a fan, but Miami's got that stadium, and I've been there, and now they put up this canopy where 
the home side is almost 30 degrees cooler than the visitor side do. So it gets to the fourth quarter. I think it's a disadvantage. I really think it's cheating almost. I mean, the sun, the hot Florida sun is just beating on that visitor side. They're just dripping sweat. It's like 110 degrees on, on them, and it's like 80 on the Dolphins. Totally unfair. But I'm telling you, watch a fourth quarter. You have to watch the game. Watch two minutes of the fourth quarter of that game. You'll just you'll see Buffalo's jerseys. They'll have their dark jerseys on. Miami, not only do they put the sun on you, but then they wear their light jerseys, force you to wear the dark. Oh, it's Classic cheating, but I love it, baby. <laughs> uh, I got some bad news for you. I think I've taken every team against the Bills this year as a defense, <laughs> and they have shit the bed hard. Ah, oh, don't so, say that to me. I mean, I mean, Josh Allen gonna light us up. Hopefully, oh, God, it's in not. Miami, and you know they can come. I'm through. just telling you, I, I personally think you're gonna be happy with that pick, uh, and that'll get you to the win that you much need. Uh, yes, move you up to seven and six. And in, so, and I'm taking, uh, I'm taking you in this one, Scott. Uh, I, I'm going to definitely take myself too, but oh man, Mr. Njoku, show him back up in the, ah, in the tight end spot there. One so. man's trash is another man's treasure. Njoku. You know, uh, and another thing with Ryan's team, I think hurt him like most of the year. Dalvin Cook was yeah. hurt, and like you touched on Cam Newton and David Johnson. Um, yeah, he, he just hasn't had the consistency. I mean, uh, Manuel Sanders was hyped all off season that he was going to be the guy and hasn't done nothing. He had like sneaky good picks too. Like Trubisky saw, but then he gets hurt. But Trubisky was solid putting up numbers too, man. It's just like you couldn't trust him at first and that might've cost him a few games too. If Trubisky was in his lineup, he might actually, he might actually be in this playoff race. And I understand why he benched him. You couldn't trust him, but man, there were some weeks there. He's putting and, up like 60 points. And that's the hardest thing when you have a player like Cam Newton, who's hot or cold. And then you have Trubisky who's um, putting up the numbers yeah. I mean, you're always going to look at the name. I think that everyone does is they always look at that name. Is it a star athlete or, you know. Well, just going through his weeks. So so he had, let's run through it, 28, 37, 20. You're like, all right, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a solid bench quarterback. 79, 54, 47. You know, when that 79 goes up, he's obviously on your bench. You're like, oh, man, you know, maybe that's just a one-week thing. Then he puts up 54. You're like, yep. okay, maybe this is for real. And then you, you stick him in, you get the 47, 35, and then he drops to 16, 68, 31, and now yeah. he's hurt. So it's just – it's a tough, it's a tough game to play, but Trubisky, Trubisky might be a solid pickup next year, man. He yeah, might be a quarterback. I mean, definitely that, he picked up Al Robinson to pair with him. Yeah, I mean, I it, liked, I liked uh, Matt Nakey as the uh, the head coach and offense coordinator there. I like, I think the Bears are a very, very well put together team, and I don't see a lot of, I don't see a lot of spots on their on their roster that are that are missing. I really don't. I think their defense is pretty solid. I mean, they got pass rushers. Maybe on their offense. Maybe a true number one receiver, I would say, be the only thing missing. And if somewhat, if uh, their tight ends can come around a little bit, you know with Trey Burton. I but think they need a number one running back. They need someone to solidify that role. Do you though? But like, I, I get, I yeah, sure. You throw Elliott on that team, of course, you know, or Bell or somebody like. Don't get me wrong, it wouldn't hurt them. But I think, I think Cohen and Howard have done a yes, not fantasy wise with Howard, but I think he does solid work. And Cohen is a great change of pace back. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and say, of course, Le'Veon Bell and the Bears would not hurt them. You know what I mean? But I don't think they need to go out there and spend $30 million on, on Le'Veon Bell. I think No, but they could find yes. someone in the draft and they might, uh, sure, you know, they sure. might hit yeah, some pay Yeah, Kamara you know, fell to them or something like that, of course. you know, Somebody like that would be great. But um, And uh, I just want to touch on my team real quick. I don't want to give too much away, but I was a little active today on the, the free agent waiver wire. And, you know, unlike everyone else, I had to make sure I went handcuffed my my star players <laughs> and i'm really hoping just to stick it to my bald friend not you but the other one that's suspended tonight 
I took Mr. Malcolm Brown, and I'm just hoping that girl he has that torn oh, ACL. Oh, my God. He's putting the voodoo. Why would you wish bone? that? Why would you wish that on somebody? Because he shouldn't have got him at number three, and I fucked up. That's why, so. <laughs> All right. And then moving on to our last game, and probably our most important for one person here, uh, Ryan Lee Keipel. Will he be the dragon slayer of the Dacry man? This is it. Josh has got to win. Josh has got to win to have a chance here. At five and seven, he'll move to, to six and seven with the win. And if he now now if he wins, he would need either you or JW to lose, and then yes. he would have to beat you guys in points. Now currently yes. he's beating JW in points, not beating you. He's down fifty to you. So run through it one more time. He'd have to win. You'd have to lose. He'd have to put up more than fifty points to then take over your playoff yes. spot. And it would come down to what happens with JW. So yeah, there's still or, a lot of movement going on or here. Or me and JW can both lose and he wins. Yeah, and then, then it's going to be a real shakeup. Correct. It's going to come down to points. That and, would be interesting. I don't see that happening, but man, I, 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 at the same time, this league's crazy enough to where it possibly could. I mean, this this to me is the game of the week. You yes. know, I think this is the most important matchup sure. out of all the, the all the games that we went over. I mean, I mean for Josh and I mean for me and JW also because I mean, like I said, he wins, we lose. It and as it, as it sits now, it's looking good for Josh and his department. CBS has him uh, as a favorite, a 64 to 36. That's a pretty decent side. I don't know if, if Keupel's ever been. Uh, maybe when yeah, he played that low me. Of an underdog, but, but yeah. he actually beat me, so it didn't really matter. But yeah, he's got him as an underdog, and it's just it's a matchup game here. Uh, Gurley coming back with the foot injury, we'll see. But Matt Ryan going against a stingy Baltimore defense, a game both these teams have to have. I think Atlanta's actually out of it, so I think this game is more important to Baltimore. Um, so I think, and that's just a tough defense to go against for Matt Ryan. And then you got Brita um, going against Seattle, who's always sort of stingy against the the run. And again, you match in with Julio going against Matt, you know in, in Baltimore. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a tough game. Yeah, but I mean, we hit on this a little bit earlier. Baltimore could be waxing them, and then here you go. You know, Matt Ryan with twelve points going into halftime. And the fourth quarter comes around, and next thing you know, you blink your eyes and he has. If you were to tell me the two hardest teams to, to tell if they're good or pick games in the NFL, it's those two teams. I don't know what you have in Atlanta and Baltimore. I think, and you look at their team and and, and their roster, they both have their, their star started on, on both sides of the ball. I know, I know, Baltimore leans more defense and Atlanta leans more offense, but. It's they're so hard. Some weeks Baltimore looks like a Super Bowl team, and some weeks they look horrendous. And the same thing for Atlanta; they can look like a fucking Super Bowl team. And I, I know injuries come into play here, but you know what? I don't want to hear it. Every team deals with injuries. Every single team deals with injuries. Some more than others. I know. I know Atlanta's down a lot with um, with uh, their whole defense pretty much being on IR. And that's but, why their offense is putting up so many points because yep. they have to play catch up and, and have to score. I, every I, week. What I read, I, be, I believe Flacco. Is good to go this week, but they are benching him for the Lamar Jackson. We all kind of saw this coming when they took him, so this might be uh, now the Lamar Jackson show, and it'll be interesting to see where Flacco. You know, maybe maybe another podcast we'll get into that, but uh, but Flacco maybe maybe Jacksonville might be. You know, I think I think Flacco's a head and heels over over Bortles. You know I mean, who I think is going to Jacksonville, and it's all because of Tom Coughlin. I think Eli will be a Jaguar next year. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, let me ask you this. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you're Jacksonville, would you rather have Flacco or would you rather have Eli? Eli, because it's, I mean, he's, he's won two Super Bowls. He's beaten the best team both but right those now, years. All right, but I, I get that before. But, like, quarterbacks right now, you think? You don't think he's too old? You don't think he's, he's old or anything? I, I, you could be totally fine. I, you could be totally I, right. I don't think so. Tom Brady's still doing all right. Yeah. I mean, I know it's finally catching up with him. Peyton Manning did it into his older age. Brett Favre did it. I mean, 
Well, you hit on it. Uh, for for Josh to, to win this game, you, you hit the nail on the head here. He's going to need Tom Brady to, to, to play well, who hasn't been having his greatest fantasy year ever. Now his team's obviously doing the wins, but um, Brady, we'll have to check the stats, but he's he's not, I don't even think he's top 10 uh, quarterback this year. Um, so, yeah, somewhere in the range yeah, of like 14, 15, 14, 15 around, there. around there. Yeah, yeah so, but... Um, Ah, Josh, that motherfucker. He is the king of the handcuff, so he grabbed Connor and he took mine with Eckler, and he's probably laughing his way to the bank because I think Eckler's going to have a decent game against Pittsburgh. And smart on him, made the trade with me for Cooks. He lost Cup. Yep. You know, he. I think he hit on every basis. Had Coleman. You know, Freeman went down. I mean, he has the guys to do it, but they, they This just team, don't in my opinion, is dangerous, but it runs through, it runs through Connor. When, yes. when Josh is his most dangerous is when Connor's putting up 100 yards rushing and he's putting up the two-touchdown game. That's what makes him – yes, he's got Hopkins and Ertz, and those guys are all great. You know, we all have our all-stars on our team. But when Connor comes through, Josh comes through, and that's what he yeah. needs. He needs Connor to get back to, you know, the Pro Bowl form he was I, earlier I in the year. I kind of agree with you, but I think his team runs through Ertz. Ertz has been hitting up like 50-plus points for him, and then when they played the Saints, he put up three points, and his whole team fell apart. That'd be an interesting stat to look at. Yeah, I agree. When Ertz doesn't do well, he doesn't do well either. But, um, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I agree. I mean, if Ertz, Ertz puts up his numbers, he's definitely going to be in it. I just think when he's when he's championship level, it's it's Con- he's going to need Connor to come through. That, that's just that's just where I stand with it. Uh, so who do you got in this game? Uh, it's tough. I mean, Kaipo can do me a favor and just beat him and I'm in. So <laughs> I don't want to be biased, but. It's tough. I mean, you got Brady versus Minnesota, and then Matt Ryan versus Baltimore. I mean, two good defenses. And, I mean, when Brady hasn't done good, I, I still feel Josh's team hasn't done good. And he's going to need, like you said, Connor, Brady, Ertz. He's going to need those guys to hit. And I don't know, man. It's like a 50 50 to me. I don't really agree with CBS's uh, projections. No, no, here, you don't. But and they don't catch all the, the bonuses and everything like that. Yeah. Um,. I think I want to take Josh on this one. Josh. I think he's going to have the upset and and dethrone. I I just I think this is the week that Matt Ryan's going to shit the bed. And I think for a couple who isn't going to move from where he's at, he'd rather have those guys shit the bed now than in week 15 after his bye. You know. I think I think Josh has the matchups. I think he needs it more. I think he's been praying to the fantasy gods. Um, but. It's just, it just one of those things. Uh, it's a gut feeling. Somehow, some way, Keupel comes through on this one and moves to 9-4. Uh, I'm rooting for Josh. I want it to be interesting. I do. But uh, I think Kype gets the win here. Um, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It's just, a, just a gut feeling. of. I definitely think you come back next week. This is the game we're going to be talking about. Well, yeah, this is definitely, yeah, this is definitely an important game. And um, I know Kype uh, took Josh uh, as well. So he's uh, I don't know if he's trying to put the hex on him or not. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, this, this is definitely going to be a very, very important game. And you know, uh, you know who Josh should be praying to? Fucking Jamba. Jamba? From Major Leagues. <laughs> he should be praying you to. put the cigar in his yeah. mouth, dude. All right, and uh, as you're accustomed to, Scott, every week we like to look at just a few games or whatever that you're uh, interested in. And there's uh, we're getting down to the crunch time of, obviously, the playoffs for the NFL as well. Um, obviously, I'll start it off here. I think that, like we hit on before, I like the New Orleans and Dallas game. I think it's just going to be a really good game. This could be the the, the shuffling for the NFC East of who is going to who's going to win that division. You know what I'm saying? Does Dallas does, if Dallas comes out and wins this game, I think it's their I think it's their division. I think yeah. you know, but um, it's going to be a tough tough test against New Orleans. You know, I think if 
the Saints win, and then the Eagles win against the Redskins. I think the Eagles are going to take this. And this oh. is my opinion. Every time everybody hates on the Eagles and give them that stupid underdog mentality, uh. they always pull through. You know why the Eagles lost that last Super Bowl to the Patriots? Because everybody hated the fucking Patriots, you know. And, <laughs> so they, they, you know, they just focused the, the hate yeah. on them. And so this saying. time it kind of everyone was used to New England winning, so they just kind of let it go. Like especially around here, oh fuck the Eagles, we want them to lose, blah blah blah, and then look what happens, you know. Yep. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know who I'm rooting for in that game. I just I hope it's a good game. That, that's really what I'm looking you at. You know what? I'll give the NFL credit. The Thursday night games have been a lot better this year than they have in past, and yep. you know, two great teams that are both fighting yeah. for. And then I also like uh, – I actually – I'll pick another one here. I, I like – you hit on a little bit uh, Washington-Philly, which is a really good game on Monday night. I think that's going to be another very important one. But I, I think the Chargers-Pittsburgh game. Now, Pittsburgh, you know, kind of let that game get away from them in Denver. I think they're going to come back mad. But the Chargers are the same, man. They lost to Denver as well uh, the previous week. So that's a very important game uh, division-wise for both these teams and playoff push and seedings and everything. I think both those teams will be playoff teams. Um I think I just think it's gonna be a very good game. You got Rivers versus Roethlisberger. Um, of course, the Chargers, as we hit on a few times, are without Melvin Gordon, but they have enough talent there to keep it as a good game. I just think it's a uh, really good Sunday night game. Yeah, you uh, definitely stole my thunder there. I was gonna definitely take that game. <sighs> yeah, I guess we'll go back to you know me being a homer and taking the Vikings again. Um, we have to win. You know, we have to win this week, next week, every week because know, those fucking bears, man. The bears just won't go away. You know, even Al- with their injury, alligator blood. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it it might be 1980 and they're doing the shuffle again. So yeah. you know, I I don't know, but I just, I don't think the bears are the team that are going to go forward because I think Trubisky's too young. The receiving core is too young. They're a team of the future. This yeah. is if they they get they're going to get in the playoffs, and this is only going to get them. Hopefully, Trubisky's okay. It's only going to get them experience. But I, I think they're a team. They're a, a couple years away. But man, they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough team to beat if they keep a lot of those pieces around. Yeah, they're gonna definitely. be a tough team to beat. Um, I think the the one game I'm interested in the most is probably the Colts and Jaguars. Yep. You know, the Colts need to continue to win to get into the playoffs. See, they, they were like one and four at a point, yes. man, or something like that. one and five. They might have been one. And five. They they can't uh, lose, let man. Let me tell you, a healthy Luck and oh. a healthy T. Y. Hilton. Sure, they're, they're witnessed the, the last top, week, man. Yeah, top duos in the league, definitely, and. Yep. You know, maybe Jacksonville comes in and plays spoiler. I mean, they already said that, what, I think what, Kessler is going to start for them. So What the Colts did was they went out and they improved that offensive line. They grabbed that Nelson kid. They, you know, their their um, their other guards playing well. They're, they made that offensive line solidified. And, and nobody's getting to Andrew Luck, really. And that's yes. that's changed the game. He's healthy and he's got time back there and he's dangerous, man. And they're uh, they're starting to win. They're, they're a yeah. team on the rise. Again, I don't think it's their year, but if they just continue to build on that and their defense is getting a little bit better, too. That's another team to watch out for, and the league's better for it too. I, I love Andrew Luck. I think he's a fun guy to watch, and uh, you know, all the, everybody likes him. Man, you watch the the shows; all the players love him. He's just the a Colts nice guy. In general, did the smartest thing by sitting him out for two years. You know, <laughs> well, they because, didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want to, but yeah, they by, by not they rushing him back, they could have forced him back. Yeah. And so, what he can't throw the eighty-yard bomb. He gets completions, they move the chains, and they win games. Yep. So. He takes a lot of risks risks and everything like that, but, man, he can extend plays with the best of them, and he's got, he does. He has a he, phenomenal You know arm. what? Brett Favre took a lot of risks, sure. too, and you know, he got it done. So yep. Go out there and win it. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for the uh, – it was, it was nice having you, Scott. Are we are we allowed to have Kaipo back? When when yes. will all this stuff uh, clear up? He told me that he was going to get me documentation by the end of the night. And he will be allowed to use – 
Rand, Mr. Randall Watson's name and, and Jackson Height has approved yes. of his. They gave him permission just because he Only if a, he wins, though. No, he has a winning record, so they're okay. <laughs> they're, he's doing them some justice, so we're going to drop all charges and we're going to let him come back next week. All righty. Well, good luck to all you guys. Again, this has uh, been a very successful year. This is um, a very important week for some. Make sure you uh, do your best. Hopefully the best of luck to all of you, and uh, we'll catch you bastards next week.